Hey everyone, we're here with Gary Hawkins, founder and CEO of the Center for Advancing Retail and Technology. And it's referred to as CART, which I am absolutely passionate about. And it's a real pleasure to be able to speak to Gary. And we, he specializes in CPG and grocery, but it's far reaching and we're gonna cover a lot of ground. Hi, Gary. Christine, great to be with you today. It's a pleasure on my end. You're prolific in the industry. You're you're promoting the evolution of retail. You refer to, to it as Retail 4.0. And we'll get into that because it's really exciting. But first, tell us about CART. So uh, CART stands for the Center for Advancing Retail and Technology. And CART was really born some years back, gosh, close to it, maybe eight or 10 years ago now really growing out of the work I'd done across the industry many years as a retailer, then acting as strategic advisor to a number of significant retailers around the world, some of the big brand manufacturers and so on. And, you know, as I stepped back and saw how technology was developing and evolving, the growing impact it was having on the retail industry, both in terms of, you know, supply chain and operations but especially in how the retail uh, industry goes to market and engages with shoppers, I, I began to, to think that, n- number one, it was a space I wanted to play in because I, I've tried to always be sort of at the leading edge of what was happening in retail, but saw that a lot of retailers really needed help in understanding and discovering what new tech, what new innovation is out there and understanding the implications of a lot of this new technology. So that really was the uh, genesis of CART. So you became or and still are a source of information, kind of how to make sense of everything that's going on in the evolution of technology and as a service to the retail industry. So we we try. We, 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 we do that through you know speaking at, at different industry events, Writing as I have time, you know, I've written several books over the years, papers, articles, etc. And then certainly working with retailers and with members of the industry, you know, trying to help educate them, help them understand what's out there, what's coming, what's it, what's it all mean? Absolutely. It's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great resource for some for companies to have because there's just so much out there and growing. I mean, we're certainly seeing a lot of that. You wrote that supermarkets are in for the fight of their lives. I mean, let's talk about that and how does technology help them stay alive? <laughs> and really, it's technology that is triggering this this fight right? This, mm-hmm. this new competitive battleground. And I, I think a lot of it comes back to, at the core, it's the digitalization of the retail industry that is powering such transformation, such disruption. And that's what I refer to when I say supermarkets, you know, are in for the battle of their lives. The technology is changing everything. It is changing supply chain practices it's changing store operational practices, and it is absolutely changing how retail goes to market. And one of the key areas that that I've spent quite a bit of time trying to understand and focus on, it really goes to the heart of the business model that supermarket or grocery or even CPG retail has been built on over the years. And, you know, that historically has been 
leveraging not only the brands, but the brand's marketing funds to power marketing on behalf of the retailer. The traditional weekly ad, right, that is, is powered and funded in large part by deals, by marketing funds from brand manufacturers, you know, re that has served as the retailer's primary vehicle to promote their, their stores, get people into their stores, and so on. Um, but what's, what's happening is that technology, and in particular, AI expert systems powering up, automating the whole marketing process, is allowing retailers now to go to market with a true personalized ad for each and every customer. And not just, hey, we know you've bought a lot of Diet Coke in the past, here's a deal on Diet Coke. It goes far, far deeper than that. It's, it's driven by a very comprehensive, sophisticated profile of each shopper, their brand loyalties, discount propensities, purchase cadence, across items, categories, et cetera, all of this information being used to strategically drive what specific promotions, not and not only what products, but even what price points or discounts need to be provided to each individual customer to grow lifetime value, grow the engagement, the number of categories shopped across the store, et cetera. And to tie it back to the marketing funds, what's happening is retailers are now beginning to take responsibility for funding all those discounts themselves. And that is just a complete sea uh, shift in how this industry operates. But okay, it's, so it's- Tell us more about that because that's not the case in other industries like apparel. So walk us through what, the, what if that's really truly a ground shift or sea shift, Tell us the impact of that. Yeah, yeah. so again, you know, traditionally it's been the brands that have powered up retail marketing. And, you know, retailers were loath to fund any discount to shoppers that wasn't being funded by brands, right? But as retailers, and again, there's a handful of retailers sort of at the leading edge of this movement have become very cognizant of all their customer data, customer behavior, and what's happening. And they begin now to understand that rather than just, you know, these 50, 100, 200 items are on sale this week, we're going to promote those to everybody. If I think of all 20 or 30 or 40,000 SKUs in the store as my offer pool, which of those items are going to be most important to each individual customer each week to get them into the store, get them growing their basket size, et cetera. And retailers, they started slow, but as they began to understand how powerful that was, the benefit began to far outweigh the value of the discounts they historically received from brands. I get it. And I think that ties to one of the most powerful things I read in your paper, Retail for 4.0, the age of metamorphosis, a future arriving sooner than expected. And you wrote, which I, which, which stood out to me, and I think that this is a great example of it. Think of your physical store as a digital representation of that store down to the smallest detail. 
So being able to say it's that one thing, it's the ginger ale drinker gets the ginger ale sent to them and it's the Diet Coke drinker gets the Diet Coke sent to them. It sounds like table stakes, but that's happening happening digitally. And it, now it's migrating over to drive people into the store because they're getting that right communication. Do I have that correct? It, yes, that's right. That's right. Okay. And, and, and you know, uh, many people, nearly everyone today that, you know, has shopped online with Amazon, with any one of many other, you know, digital merchants, have quickly become accustomed to their personalization of their shopping experience, you know, relevancy of the products being presented, right? Amazon, a great example of that. Every time you sign on, you know, what you see is based upon what you've purchased, what you've looked at, what others like you have purchased and looked at, et cetera. So shoppers are now demanding this type of personalization and relevancy from more traditional brick and mortar retailers like supermarkets. Mm-hmm. But th- there's a real difference in, in how that personalization and relevancy is done. It, you know, at a very simple level, it can be as easy as, gee, I see all your purchases for the last month or six months. You know, I see you buy ginger ale a lot. Here's a deal on ginger ale, right? On through to a much deeper strategically driven way to approach that whole space. Very, very, very interesting. I'm surprised to see, and I'd love your take on it, the amount of technology announcements we have in the grocery space. Technology is an investment. Grocery is a small margin business, but the it, it seems very bifurcated because you've got a lot of grocery really investing in all different forms of delivery technology, order management, SKU, um, sorry, Q, managing the line, yeah. um, et cetera, and so on. So what are your thoughts on that? I'm sort of an observer of that. How, do you, how would you contextualize that? You're absolutely right that retailers, particularly the big guys, you know, an Amazon, a Walmart, a Kroger, Albertsons, Target, you know, those companies with massive resources are investing very, very heavily in new tech, new innovation, uh, really across their operations from supply chain focused capabilities to store operations to shopper facing technologies and engagement. And there's a lot going on in every single area from, you know, increasing automation, self-driving trucks, you know, automated distribution facilities, you know, a lot of things happening inside the store in terms of, you know, robotic uh, floor cleaners. I don't need to hire a person now to work that midnight to 6 a.m. shift. It's a robot that can go clean the floors. Smart carts, and, you know, one I'm really excited to, to be watching is the whole computer vision area, like Amazon Go stores, right? you know, where you just walk in and walk out. There's a handful of players in that space developing that tech for other mm-hmm. retailers, and it's moving really fast. In the UK, I found that there are, here in this, let me back up, here in the States, when we say, Amazon Go has become like a, a name, a nomenclature for a store where you don't check out. Everything is kind of, but there are a lot of different solution providers in the UK partnering with retailers and doing it. And they're not here. And so it's more prevalent over there because there's just more, uh, you know, get more access to it. You can yep. kind of 
bid companies against each other and see, and then and the partnerships are happening, which is fascinating to me because we sort of reserve it for, well, it's, this is what Amazon does. They're doing this, they're gonna build it out, and then everyone else will drop, jump on board. What are your thoughts on that? So I, I think you're right that around computer vision, different markets in Europe are ahead of the US right now in, in building out you know, London in particular is a hotspot right now. Trigo is a company out of Tel Aviv that has been working with Tesco for the last couple of years. They just recently opened the store. And, you know, there, there's several others under development. I think it was Sainsbury just a month or two ago announced a partnership with Amazon using the Go technology to power up their store that is literally just a few blocks down the street from the Tesco store. So there's a lot happening there. You know, the, the tech providers, there's at least a couple of companies coming out of Israel, which has long been a hotbed of, of innovation, and certainly other players here, you know, many of them out of California. Yeah, Silicon Valley. My understanding is one of the things you do is bring different tech solution providers kind of to a small gathering, I mean, mini trade show, however you want to call it and just kind of let you know let it be a marketplace like okay come check out these solutions do you want to tell us about that sure so we, we do that in a couple of ways we do work have a relationship with a couple of the big industry associations like nga national grocers association and fmi the food marketing institute or marketing association now but the the one that the program we've really become excited about, and we had done a number of these before the world shut down, you know, a year and a half ago, but it's coming back now, is a, a program, think of it as a mashup between a, a personalized trade show and an innovation discovery event. So the, the way it works is we'll work with a, typically a regional, larger regional, even national retailer, spend time with their executive team, understanding challenges, what they see as areas of opportunity for new innovation around different parts of their business. We then go away and bring together the latest and greatest capabilities in those areas. We'll do some level of due diligence on those. We'll collaborate then with the retailer to work through all that and ultimately wind up at, you know, say a dozen, dozen and a half solutions. We then spend time coaching them, helping them prepare, and bring them on site with the retailer's executive team for a day or two. Part of that can be a literally a sort of mini trade show held at the retailer's headquarters where they're opening it up to their people, their IT teams, etc., to help expose them to new innovation. And then the second day, it, we take the retailer's executive team, their management teams, lock them in a room for the day with these solution providers and orchestrate the day. Every uh, solution has you know, a brief bit of time to explain who they are, what they're doing, some Q&A, and then network building through the day. We, we have found these events to be just incredibly powerful with helping retailers not only discover new innovation, but actually it helps speed up their entire innovation process because you and your team has you've you've identified you've been informed of the goals 
and you've vetted, you've brought to the table only those solutions that meet the goals. There's not a lot of fluff there, right? Right. So, and of course, for the technologies, from the technology solution provider standpoint, they have an audience that is actually very eager to receive information, a very engaged audience. That, that's right. I mean, you've been involved in retail, for, you know, a long time. How challenging is it to get the entire executive team, the C-suite of a more significant retailer together in a room for a day focused on stuff? Uh, Not just, on this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's very just, hard. It's always pushed off. It's like, we should, we should. Okay. You, you build it in and you Usually they plan it out, you know, they'll have a moment of like, I need to innovate. And then yep. it's planned out for two months from now and something important comes up. Retail is a game of whack-a-mole. It's like that thing goes away and you got to deal with the most pressing problem that's yep. in front of you. Well, what I would like to do is share so in this video when I post it, a link or something that, you know, a tech per company could kind of get on your radar Sure. You know, you'll give that to me and they can say, hey, you know, I do this and that. And then you have, you know, a whole new feed of of people who could provide really innovation, innovative solutions. Yeah, we, 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 we love to learn about, hear from new companies, new innovators coming into the retail space with, with new capabilities. You know, we talk to companies on, on a regular basis coming into retail. So it's an exciting place to be. And, you know, I am, I, I've been doing this for some time now. And I, it's, it's amazing how things you never even thought of before all of a sudden begin to crystallize. It's very true. Retail, you're right. I've been doing it a long time. And retail, you know, it's, it's it was a gut-based business, you know, the merchant, king, yes. the merchant, you know, queen, whatever. And then, you know, the the built the backfill of data and information that has occurred in the last 10 years is astounding and it's and the ones that are engaging in it are really well positioned i'm going to ask you one or two closing questions the first is what's on your radar for 2022 in terms of technologies for me, I think, you know, if you don't have a loyalty program, you're, it's going to be a big problem for any type of retailer. That to me is like top of mind. Are you doing that? Because you should be. Yep. So completely agree with that. You know, as I think I shared with you in one of our prior discussions, I actually launched one of the first loyalty programs in the U.S. supermarket retail sector, gosh, almost 30 years ago. Talk about doing this for a long time. So, so help lead a lot of that early industry learning. But I have long thought, and you know, that it becomes stronger every week that retailers to be successful going forward, and, and I don't care what sector of retail you're in, you need to know who your customers are, what they're purchasing, and everything and anything else you can learn about them. That is the, the that intelligence is is the fuel for success looking ahead. Yeah, you know, beyond that, some of the things I'm watching, you know, we talked about computer vision a couple of minutes ago. That space is moving really fast and scaling fast. You know, the, the stores to date have been around two and a half thousand square feet. There are five and ten thousand square foot stores that are under construction. And you know, within a year or two, we're gonna see 
20, 30, 40,000 square foot stores outfitted with this tech. The other thing, and this ties back to the customer intelligence, is I think we are going to see a big movement this next year towards personalized pricing. So it's oh, not just it's, it's not just personalization and that I know these shoppers like ginger ale. It goes the next step in leveraging all that data, all that intelligence, understanding what discount or savings need to be provided on that ginger ale to each and every different customer to get them into the store, get them to add it to their basket, you know, whatever the strategy may be. So yeah. it's it's coming and it's coming fast. And mm-hmm. in you know, we, earlier we were talking about it's not just new tech, it's the implications of this new tech. A lot of retailers, while they've maybe thought about or they're beginning to see things on personalized pricing, at least in, in the CPG retail world, one of the implications that is that, that comes with that is I now need a POS system that can deliver customer-specific pricing on 40,000 SKUs in real time, both in the store and online. And there are not many retailers that have stopped to think about that, let alone have thought about how do I put that in place? Well, on the POS side, there's a lot of room for growth for yes. to deliver that type of customization. So yes. I would say that in store, it's quite, it would, it's quite, you know, it's still coming online, yep. definitely much more attainable. Oh, but yes. In store would be, yeah, that's where it gets kind of tricky. That's really fascinating. It's a little black mirror ish, right? So, <laughs> it can be. Yeah. So, but we, we shall see. Well, I hope to check in with you uh, next year and see what's happening and what we will, I will definitely share your next kind of speed dating roundtable tech forum trade show. That is, sounds like a great opportunity for a retailer, certainly, and definitely for a tech provider, should they make your, your cut and your list. And, you know, the, all the best. <laughs> and, oh, thanks. It's been yeah, great my, talking with you. It's great. You're a great author. I enjoy your, your writing. And thank you for your time. Well, we'll uh, look forward to talking again soon.